I think we're gonna have to turn off the virtual background for Titia. Yeah, we'll have to see when she sits down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I, sorry, I'm a couple minutes late. I was listening to, or I was watching your Instagram stories, Erin, and I got really like into, into it. And I like would just stop to paying attention to time. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Wedding Dish, which is brought to you over full service radio, normally at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C., but we're being safe and staying home and recording locally over Zoom like everything else in the world right now. Um, we're really excited to eventually return to the hotel, but for now, health is priority. Um, the Wedding Dish is the podcast where we chat with married or engaged couples wedding professionals, and we read listener stories on our mini episodes. From the planning process to the celebration, to heartwarming moments, to pretty much everything wedding related. And as always, you will hear tips and tricks about planning, gain inspiration, and learn a little bit about building a business. That's Sarah Alpin, host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardies. And that is Erin Perkins, who is the founder and accessibility educator of Mabel EQ. She is also the Wedding Dishes Operations Girl and Photos Mahardi and District Bliss Operations Manager. So she is the person that I talk to more in my life than anyone else. And I absolutely love her to death. Um, Unfortunately, our little French bulldog friend is downstairs on Neighborhood Watch. If you have not seen his Neighborhood Watch Instagram, I highly recommend you check it out. It has been very well received by the general public. Um, I get messages every day requesting it. So <laughs> feel free to swing on by Cluso the Inspector on Instagram. Uh, before we get started, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you have to check it out. We chatted with Barbara from A Wedding Loft, uh, and they're also having this amazing sale right now, so you should absolutely swing on, uh, on by their Instagram to check that out. Um, it's a collaborative space for wedding professionals, couples, and the community, so it's really cool. Um, and A Wedding Loft has everything from studio space to office space to even a podcasting studio and event space. Um, I'm excited to check it out next time I'm in Leesburg. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to the show, listening and engaging with The Wedding Dish. And today we are super excited to dish with our amazing, super exciting um, guest for the this episode's podcast, or this episode of the podcast. Um, Cecile from Boundless Travels. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on Wedding Dish. So how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well considering, you know, just trying to stay positive and keep my days filled and keep dreaming of travel. So where are you? I know you're between DC and somewhere the in Iowa. I'm actually in DC, so I operate out of the heart of DC. I'm in Northwest DC, but uh, I've got clients all over the country. So yeah, so luckily to have a job that you know I don't have to have a lot of face-to-face, -face, um, an office space or something like that. I can help anybody anywhere. 
That's awesome. And that must be kind of refreshing right now because you aren't paying um, any sort of brick and mortar during uh, only my mortgage. But yeah. yes, <laughs> um, I'm very lucky that I yeah don't, especially being in D.C. and the rents here and stuff like that. I can't even imagine all these poor small businesses trying to manage. So I'm lucky because my business is very low overhead um, and I'm currently my only employee. So, you know, I don't have to worry about that and um, just basic upkeep and, you know, things that keep the business running. Um, obviously those expenses as, you know, the travel world is in this crazy period. So I am lucky from that business perspective that I don't have a lot of overhead. Yeah. And we definitely want to hear about how you've been impacted and everything. But um, before we get into that, let's go through some fun stuff. Yeah, more fun. <laughs> how long have you been in business? When did you start Boundless Travels? Um, so I've been in business about two, a little over two years. I started my company in 2018 and have been selling travel ever since. Um, I've my love of travel goes back my entire life, but my, my business of actually charging money for um, travel services and uh, planning things uh, started in 2018. Everyone before that got it for free. <laughs> oh, wow. Your friends are pretty darn lucky. They are. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> What's the coolest thing about owning Boundless Travels? Um, so like I said, I, I have been traveling my entire life. Um, it's something I have been very passionate about from the beginning. Um, and to do something that you love, that you enjoy doing and to help other people do that is amazing. Like I have a job where I literally make people's dreams come true. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to do your taxes. I don't have to, you know, like sue somebody for you or I, people come to me and literally say, I want to do something amazing or I want to go here. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to make this incredible. And this is going to be the best trip you've ever had because a lot of people are kind of reluctant to use a travel advisor, you know, and thinking of costs and stuff like that. But really it is beneficial, especially, you know, if you are trying to do a, a deeper trip, a more unique trip, a more personalized trip, and you're sort of going, you know, off the beaten path, it's, it's imperative to have somebody behind you that knows what they're doing, setting things up you can count on, using suppliers and companies and tour companies that are dependable and just making everything seamless. So, I, I mean, I have a great job. I, I, I love, travel and I love sharing that passion with people and I love getting people excited about going new places and seeing new things and like the world is literally our oyster and anything you can dream of I can make happen for the most part and um, that's just amazing amazing feeling it's an amazing business that's really cool. I love that. I love the way that you just characterize that too. Um, and you know, it's sort of, um, the way that I have always looked at that is it's, you're paying for the time you're saving. So, um, especially in certain countries when you travel, like when we went to Cambodia, um, mm -hmm. we went from, um, Siem Reap to Kep 
and Kep is down, um, you know, on the ocean. Mm -hmm. Yam Reef is where Angkor Wat is. Um, one of my favorite trips of all time. But getting between there was like impossible for us to figure out. So that in and of itself was worth mm -hmm. hiring a travel person to help us navigate that because you know, the amount of time that we could have spent trying to figure that out. And then, you know, we could have been in an undoing anything you know? else. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I would have much rather been at happy hour than. <laughs> right. And that's, that's what I also tell people is, you know, cause people are like, well, I want an authentic experience. And I'm like, of course. And I want you to have an authentic experience, but that doesn't necessarily mean landing in a country with no idea what you're doing, no language skills and trying to figure it out. Like that could go amazingly well for you and you could end up meeting an amazing local that takes you in, but nine times out of 10, that's not what's going to happen. But I mean, and you are going to spend your whole day trying to figure something out or getting conned or getting cheated or ending up where you didn't want to be. And, you know, especially for honeymoons and bigger vacations, you're spending so much money. Like you want it to go seamlessly you want it to go perfectly you don't want to have to worry about where am i going to catch this bus am i going to catch this train how am i going to get here how am i going to get there where am i going to stay tonight like you want to get off the plane and have it taken care of and just come all you have to worry about is having a good time yeah like does this bus connect to this bus and you know if my plane is delayed and I miss my connection, you know, mm -hmm. having someone. And, and I don't typically deal with like bus things. I'm, you know, I like to do more <laughs> luxury stuff. So it's more like um, the driver, you know, you, you go when you go to the airport and you see somebody holding a sign with your name on it. That's what I do. So you get off the plane. Somebody says, hey, Sarah, I'm here to pick you up. And they take your luggage and they drive you to the hotel or they drive you to wherever you're going. It's like, you're not getting on a bus. You're not trying to figure out public transportation. You're not like, where am I? How do I know? You know, like I've done that type of travel. I, you know, respect that type of travel. I'm not at a point in my life where I like to travel like that anymore, you know, and that's what the kind of experiences I want other people to have. It doesn't take away from the authenticity. It doesn't take away from anything. It just takes away the headache. Yeah. yeah. I love that. For sure. Um, what are some advice you, what are some things you would advise people who are looking to start a similar business to yours? Um, what, what advice would you impart on them? Um, so everybody thinks, or, and they're deaf. Okay. So a lot of people get into my business because they're like, I like to travel. I want to travel for free or I want to travel for cheap. And there are a lot of those people out there, but if you're going to make money in this business, you have to be serious about it and you have to nurture it and grow it and actually like any business, you have to put in the time and the work. And it's not just about, Oh, free trip or a blah, blah, blah. You know, that is a wonderful benefit of this business is you do get access to things like that. But I would say, um, if you were thinking about travel, you have to be serious. Like you have to treat it like any other business. You have to put a lot of hard work into it. Um, you have to, another thing is, I won't get into the like the nitty gritty, but it's like getting training. Just because you travel a lot in your previous life doesn't mean you're gonna be a good travel advisor. 
Um, you need to have the training and the support system set up to know how to navigate the systems, navigate the airlines, have vetted suppliers, have vetted networks of people. And um, there's a lot more on the back end to doing this business than just loving to travel. Obviously, that's why we all get into it because we do have a love of travel and we wanna share that love. But I would warn people that, you know, that you gotta have more, more to it than that. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like I love traveling, but I hate planning. Right. I am a fly by the seat of my pants person. Um, that is why Erin runs my business life. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll say this. I used to always travel on my trip. And then for Iceland, I would actually like, no, I'm going to hire, pay someone to plan the middle part of the adventure part. Because mm -hmm. I was just like, I, I don't, I don't want to do it. I'm like at that point in my life where I don't want to do it anymore. Like, and I how was it? Someone to give me that experience. Mm -hmm. And how was your experience? Yeah. Uh, well, I can't go. Oh, you haven't <laughs> gone yet. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, uh, my services are, sorry. It will happen. It's just not happening this year. It will happen. That's yeah. Uh, that's what I'm telling all my clients. And it's like you know, keeping people calm, pe keeping people safe, keeping people excited. You know, and mm -hmm. now's a great time. You know, one of the biggest joys for me is actually planning the trip and thinking about the trip and the anticipation of the trip. And so in these sort of darker days, I'm trying to encourage people, well, start thinking about what you wanna do in 2021, or, you know, maybe this is the time. And you know, this is what I tell people all the time, like you never get this time back. And so you put off trips and you put off trips and you put off trips, I'll go later, I'll go later. And I think if anything, this whole situation has sort of taught us like, if you have time to go, if you have money to go, go, like take that trip, plan that trip, like, because who knows what the future holds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is like right now, I mean, assuming that you haven't been financially impacted as many of us in the wedding industry have actually been financially impacted, but there are a lot of people out there who haven't, um, you get to actually take that extra time to save money. Mm -hmm. um, for the trip that you actually want to take and not the bootstrap trip you necessarily had planned, um, which is kind of a nice little silver lining um, in terms of planning trips and things like. Well, and another silver lining that we were sort of talking about before we started was this is a great time, but like the travel industry is in dire need of your dollars. So this is the time if you're thinking about booking a, a safari or something, you know, very expensive, this is the time to start making those plans for next year or to 2022 even like, because they want your dollars, they want you to come. So, so many people are deals and, you know, and I'm, I'm not one to push deals, deals, deals. That's not what I mean. That's not what I do. I'm not a bargain hunter, but there are some incredible experiences that cost a lot of money that you could actually get for, you know, an affordable rate. Yeah, that's definitely true because even flights right now, like if you're booking in 2022, 
they're reimbursing people from 2020. So they're like, please give me your money. I will let you go to Tel Aviv for $500 in first class. Um, Mm -hmm. And so many of the airlines and hotels and tour operators are offering you guarantees. So in the past, it would be like, you know, you put down your deposit and then you're locked in. And if, you know, you haven't, you have this many days to cancel, you know, and usually you have to cancel 90 days beforehand or whatever. Now, a lot of places are letting you cancel up to the week before because of the times that we're living in, because just nobody knows how it's gonna be. And so there are incredible opportunities and you can still feel safe booking something if things are still you know, not that great down the line, you can feel safe knowing that you can make those cancellations, you can make those changes and you're not going to be penalized for them. And that's something most businesses in the travel industry never offer. Right. Curious, like with your, I'm sure you have built partnership with maybe specific hotels and like travel, like tour. Uh, how has that been during this time? Like, are you still like just trying to keep up communication with them, or like what have you been doing? Um, so a lot of tour operators, airlines, um, wholesalers. Uh, hotels, whatever, they unfortunately have furloughed a lot of people. So everyone is doing a great job and I have a great network and a lot of vetted people and, you know, everybody's like, you know, is scrambling. How do you keep people engaged? How do you keep people interested? Even especially because they can't travel. So like, so many, so many people that I, so many companies that I work with are, you know, they do Zoom, Zoom happy hours or videos or, you know, and just trying to keep people engaged. And it's been hard, like operationally working with a lot of these places because so many people are furloughed that um, things, you know, are taking a little bit longer, you know, people get back to you a little slower, people, you know, a lot of hotels were closed for months on end, and so it's hard to make reservations, but I will say that the travel industry as a whole that I know, everybody is just trying to remain positive and working as hard as they can to you know, rebook things for people, cancel things for people if need be, book future travel, like everybody just wants to get back to normal, whatever that may look like. And everybody just wants to keep people excited about travel and to keep them traveling. I know I'll definitely be traveling as soon as we safely can. <laughs> um, I really- when, 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 when. <laughs> That's like life right now is when, when, when forever. Yeah, I'm like, let me out, let me out. <laughs> but like, let's fix this. Let's yeah, no, doubt. absolutely, 100%. <laughs> I want to be safe, but let me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what are some of the challenges outside of the current climate that we are living in with the pandemic what are some of the challenges that you found about starting a business so as far as my business for me it's very much quality over quantity so in the travel world 
you want to have clients that spend money like anybody business does and how to find those clients has been a major um not issue but just like i'm constantly working on it finding my ideal clients finding clients that fit my niche finding clients you know because I don't want a hundred clients that want uh, the cheapest all-inclusive to Mexico. That's not how my business makes money. You know, I want people that want to do a 10 day safari in Africa. I want people that want to do, uh, you know, rent a private riverboat in France. I want, so for me, the challenge has definitely been securing clients that, um, have the money and the desire to spend it on travel and know that putting their money more money into their trips will mean a better a better experience most likely so you often meet so many people that i tell them i'm a travel advisor and they say oh what can how cheap can you get me to hear what like what are the deals yeah. and i have to quickly tell them that no no no, no that's not what i do that like i'm not a deal hunter that's what expedia is for you know, and um, it's meeting people's expectations as well as managing those expectations, you know, because you also have people that want to spend a certain amount of money. They want to spend X amount of money, but they want B amount of vacation, you know, and it's, it's like you got to align the budget and the experience to what is reasonable <laughs> because people just like in so many things if you're buying a house or a car or whatever you want to spend as little as possible but you want a mansion and the same thing in travel is people want to go have a five-star luxury experience but they want to pay two stars for it yeah. and that's not the kind of business i sell that's not the kind of business i want to sell i won't sell it because once you start taking on those clients you're just like it's so much work for yeah. so little return. And so that's what I said, like it, it's quality. You, you want quality clients. You want clients with money. You want clients with, you know, desire, the urge to travel. And, you know, sometimes finding that's hard because, you know, everybody wants to travel or most people want to travel. And, you know, I, I want to encourage that with everyone, but I also need to run my business, grow my business, and hopefully put a little money in my pocket at the same time. So that's probably my biggest ongoing hurdle is just acquiring the right clients. And it's a slow, you know, it's a lot of it's word of mouth, a lot of it's hit or miss. Um, and it's just a slow build for me. Yeah, I, it's more you're planning experiences. You're not Correct. just and, and logistics. Um, you're not just saying like, okay, this is a great deal. Like that's not even if it is a great deal. Right. Um, it's more you know like I mentioned before when we went to Cambodia. Like that's more the kind of trip that you're looking at. Like something that isn't it doesn't have to be an adventure trip like that was kind of more of an adventure trip but um something that's like more of an experience mm -hmm. is it sounds like is your the people who want to have like a an experience that right and that's and i do everything you know it's like i you know make reservations or recommendations and it's like i am building this specifically for you you know like this is based on your interests 
your likes, your dislikes, everything is hand created for you. Whether it is like mountain climbing in Bhutan, or if it's just going to Paris for the, you know, for whatever, like, I want to make sure you're hitting those restaurants, you're hitting those off the wall museums, you're like getting the local experience or whatever, you know, and it takes time. And, and that's a, a, a going to the challenge thing is people a lot of times don't want to pay travel specialists for their time. They don't realize how much, you know, you pay your accountant, you pay your lawyer, whatever, by the hour, but people expect you to work for free. They expect you to build these wonderful trips and then, and that's not how it works. You know, that's not how any of this works too. And so it's just, you know, educating clients about the value of my, of my time and my skills. You know, because anybody can plan a trip, but like, wouldn't you rather anybody can go on legaldocs.com or whatever and put, but you pay somebody who's a specialist, who's a professional, because that's what they're good at. And so, yeah, I'd, yes. Awesome. So we're going to shift a little bit, shift gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about your daily life. So what is your daily life like in your household? Right now or today? Yeah. Right now, generally, whatever you want. Um, so it depends on how busy I am. Like if I've got stuff to do, I get up and I check emails and I touch base with clients or um, vendors if need be, going back and forth. Um, I have a calendar that tracks like all my clients' trips and making sure that things, you know, we're moving along or moving things in this case, in this, in our daily lives right now, you know, and making sure deadlines are met. And, um, I'm also work on marketing stuff and training. So a lot of what I do also is, you know, making connections, doing trainings, learning about new, um, new products, which means, you know, tour companies or hotels or whatever, and just staying, uh, abreast of that kind of stuff that is the relevant to me and you know I hang out with my cats I try and get some exercise uh, make dinner make lunch if I'm motivated I'm really tired of cooking but you know <laughs> the girls gotta eat right so um yeah I really I love the outdoors so I try and get outside at, at least every day and go for a walk it's really hard right now because it's a bajillion outside but um and I really just want to go to the swimming pool, but they're not open. So, uh, yeah, but I try and get exercise. Just Probably make you wish you were in the Caribbean right now and just having that, like, access to the Caribbean. I wish. But you can't use the pool here. So. I, I need, like, better friends. None of my friends have pools. <laughs> so maybe I should start working on that on my daily life. What a, one of the blow-up kitty pools. That's, like, really hot right now. Like, if you can get it on Amazon. So. Yeah, you probably can't. There's probably, people are hoarding their their kitty pools. But, um, yeah. I can imagine some backyard have, like, 10 kitty pools all lined up. Like, perfect for social distancing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just need, like, your everyone gets their own pool with, like, a cup holder. That's all there you, you need. Go. There you go. <laughs> So for 
for sorry, little aside for Philippe, my husband's birthday a couple years ago, I bought an adult kiddie pool that has like it's it's really big. It's like eight feet. Um, but it's shallow and has like a little like love seat in it and it has two cup holders and boy am I so glad I got that a couple years ago. It was $35. I looked on Amazon to see what it was costing right now and it's over, it's like $190 or something. Mm -hmm. You still have it? Yeah. Nice. Where do you live? Arlington. <laughs> That's not that far. <laughs> Yeah, swimming pool. I miss the beach. I miss swimming pools. I'm like, it's so hot. I know. I miss the water. Mm -hmm. I miss shade and sun. Yeah. So we know you're not married, but have you even like thought about what your future wedding may be like? Would it involve travel? Like, what? duh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, my future wedding, I'm sort of non-traditional for sure, but I'd be like, courthouse, plane, bye. Like, <laughs> I'm more just about honeymoon than even the wedding. Like, I don't need people to, to come. I just want to go on an amazing honeymoon with the person that I love. <laughs> I, love I love that. I mean, we did a destination wedding in Del in Aruba, and that was fun but just for the plan just because they live on island time so at that point I probably would have hired I should have hired somebody to help me plan that part of it but yeah so what advice would you give to people who are getting married since it's the wedding this yes. uh, as a wedding pro on planning for their honeymoon or planning trips like that so as far as honeymoon planning my advice well and this i was sarah and i were kind of talking before and i said you know as i'm sure you guys are aware weddings you have to take so many people into consideration and you have to make so and so happy and so and so happy and so sometimes weddings sort of get away from the bride and the groom or the groom and the groom or the bride and the bride or whatever and i think honeymoons are such an amazing opportunity because that's the part of the wedding process that's just you two and nobody else is going with you, hopefully. And uh, you guys can actually do whatever you want. And you don't have to worry about making other people happy or spending time with other people or what often happens at weddings. You know, you get pulled in so many directions. And that's what I love about the honeymoon. It's the honeymoon you get to finally relax and the pressure's off and you get to go somewhere, you know, so many people use the honeymoon to go do something amazing. You know, they, they now people are doing, you know, they're not just going to Paris and doing the traditional European thing. I, I planned three honeymoons this year and it's like going to Patagonia, going to Costa Rica, going to Italy for two weeks and like, you get to do these amazing, amazing things with the person that you love and you get to just concentrate on being with that person and having the time of your life. How would you, um, you like house shopping, you always notice that people are like the complete opposite. So mm -hmm. I'm sure that's the thing with trips, with couples planning trips, one couple, one person will want the be the other person wants an adventure. How do you like make that work for so that it's the dream honeymoon? 
Um, so for any trip and honeymoons, I start the experience with me starts with um, a questionnaire. So I send something out and it basically this is a questionnaire. So I get a feel of what type of traveler you are and what kind of experience you're looking for. You know, are you uh, an outdoorsy person that you wanna just be outside and love bugs and, or do you want nothing to do with that? And so you fill that out and then we have a conversation. So if there is a couple that, you know, can't agree, I would most likely try to find a compromise, you know, so you can have an outdoorsy experience, but you can stay in a five-star hotel while you do that where there's a spa and swim up bars and pools and beach access but you can still leave the hotel and go you know zip lining or hiking or whatever you know so it's trying to find a compromise so everybody gets something i mean if they're way off the mark together i don't even know i've never had that problem because i think you can like now the possibilities are you know, travel has widened to encompass so many different things that you really can go and you can do everything. I mean, so I've tried it with that short answer is try and find a compromise. Do you have them each fill out the questionnaire themselves? I think the, that would be fun. The who fill out? Would would you have each of them fill out the the? I could. I haven't. They've done it to every time they've done it together, or they do it as one body. But I mean, I could. I, I think what would be more worse is if they were differing on the budget, because that's yeah. where you really sort of run into some problems. Because if you have a five star and a one star, then then you're gonna have some problems, and you're gonna have to meet in the middle. <laughs> Right. That makes sense. Can you tell us about like a fun trip that you've planned for somebody or even for yourself? What oh my you God, I have so many. <laughs> but um, so I'll just talk, since we're talking about weddings and stuff, I'll just talk about some of the honeymoons that I've planned. Um, so I did a, uh, for a couple, they did not get to go, but they have rescheduled um, to Italy. Um, they were supposed to go in June, so it was um, Rome, Tuscany, and the Amalfi Coast, and we did um, a couple days in Rome where they did private Vespa tours and uh, private Vatican and Sistine Chapel, and then they go to Florence and Tuscany, and they stay out in Tuscany, and they do a day of horseback riding and vineyard uh, wine tasting and uh, then they go down to the Amalfi Coast, and it was a little more relaxing. They weren't as uh, organized because they wanted to just have some uh, water time, but they just stayed on a, they were going to stay in an amazing hotel, beachfront, balcony, sea view, uh, one day out on a catamaran all day, seeing the blue grotto, and just relaxing. And then actually, it's their sister, I'm doing her honeymoon as well, and they're going to Patagonia. 
And they're hopefully still going. They're scheduled to go at the end of November. And they're going down to South America. They're flying to Argentina. They're spending a couple days in Buenos Aires. Then they're flying down to um, El Calafate in Argentina, where there's a beautiful glacier. And they're staying in a lakeside hotel. And they're going out on an all-day glacier experience. And then they have a private transfer picking them up and crossing. they're crossing the border into Chile. Um, and they're staying in a luxury camp that is yurts, and it's all yurts in a national park, park where they'll spend three days hiking, biking, whatever. It's an all-inclusive resort, so everything's paid for, like their room, board, wine, activities, everything. And then um, they're going up to north of San, uh, Santiago, where they're going to spend two nights at a winery, a Chilean winery, and then they go home from Santa uh, from Santiago. So I mean, I can right. so, also done a trip to Costa Rica. Trip for me, bookmark that trip for me, and that, and we'll do that trip together. <laughs> Patagonia is one of my favorite places on earth. I love it so much. It is stunningly beautiful. The food is amazing. The wine is amazing. I mean, if you are into the outdoors and you like the mountains, it's just, I, I, it's an amazing, amazing place. Hmm. That has to be my next trip after I <laughs> I went to Chile and uh, Argentina when I was in middle school. I think I was like in seventh grade. And I loved it. It's still one of my favorite trips. I I'm from Colorado originally, so I love the mountains, but I'm used to the mountains and just going down there. It's just the lakes and the mountains and the pristine. And it's just, uh, it's such an incredible place. And like I'm saying, like so many places now, you can do these really cool luxury eco lodges. And like, there's so many amazing, unique opportunities that aren't, you know, it's not like a mass best Western and, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere and you do it, but you're still getting first class food and want the wine down there is amazing from Argentina and Chile. I mean, you, I, I got you guys like we've, there's so, I mean, there's so many incredible experiences to be had. I, I, I just, I get so excited. I, I love that you explain two completely different experiences where Italy much more low key, still luxury, but it's more mm -hmm. like, well, Patagonia is more adventure type. So mm -hmm. I love that you're like showing like our guests that, you know, you can really plan anything, just what you want. It can mm -hmm. be relaxing, even if you went to Patagonia, it could be a completely relaxing trip or it could be oh. like super adventure. Absolutely. I mean, you don't have to, I, I specialize and I really enjoy the outdoorsy adventure things, but I can, plan for anything. I mean, that's my job is to make you the client happy. And, you know, I, I want to give you the best experience that you can and I will, but yeah, and everybody, some people don't want to touch the outdoors with a two foot pole and that's fine too. We won't send you there. <laughs> Between the choice of the two of them, I take the seasick crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I actually feel, but whenever anybody says, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole, it reminds me of the Grinch immediately. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Get it out, girl. Get it out. <laughs> 
I also have a bunch of puns that I could go into right now, but I'm just going to say that's why you're boundless travels. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Opportunities are boundless. Exactly. Yeah. I love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for tuning in to the wedding that's brought to you over Post Office Radio, normally at the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. But right now, recording remotely until we can get back to the hotel. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the wedding dish on your preferred podcast listening platform. And we are so lucky that you were able to take the time today, Cecile, to join us and uh, dish about boundless travels. It was really nice to mentally go through some of my trips as you were talking about this and think about trips that I'm hoping to plan for the future. Um, as many of you know, I travel a ton. I have my whole life. Um, my, if you listen to my parents' episode in season one, my mom was a flight attendant and that's how she and my dad met. So I grew up doing lots of traveling. So that was super fun. Um, and if you have any, for the listeners out there, if you all have any wedding proposal or exciting, cool COVID-19 related stories that are like silver linings or like extra exciting, that's going to be our next mini episode. Um, so go ahead and swing by the weddingdishpodcast.com. And then um, I think it's on dish with us is the page, but you can submit it or you can send it to us on Instagram at the wedding dish podcast, um, or, you know, email it to us. Um, however you want to get it to us. We're really excited for that next, uh, we want to do some silver linings and some positivity and get some of that good stuff out there, um, into the world right now. Oh, thanks for hanging out with us on the wedding dish, the podcast where we chat about all things wedding and life from planning, inspiration to business, and more. So don't forget to follow The Wedding Dish on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast and give us a like on Facebook. And again, sorry, I have to thank my amazing co-host today, Erin um, Perkins, the CEO of Mabelie Q, who is an accessibility expert. And she is the reason that our podcast is accessible to the deaf community. So thanks for all of the things you do to make us better, stronger, and uh, more inclusive. Right. We'll catch you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.